Hi, I'm Ariel. Hi, I'm Bethany. We're sisters and Asian American millennials bringing you the AMB Tova House podcast every week. Come hang out with us while we talk about topics that catch our interest, the Asian American experience, and everything in between. Welcome to the pod. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, everybody. We <laughs> got some feedback from our mom who said that she didn't like our uh, hey, yo, hi, Jia thing because we sound really depressed. And I, I like when I listen to them, sometimes we do sound a little bit like tired or like sad, but it's fine. Uh, we're going to just say welcome back, I guess. I don't know. Do you guys have any suggestions for intros? We're just going to do whatever comes to mind. Usually, hey, yo, hi, Jia is how we greet each other anyways. But um, yeah, I don't know. We should do something special for the pod. Yeah. Let us know if you have any suggestions. Um, how was your week otherwise? Um, it was it was pretty good. Like it was mostly the long weekend, like the holiday weekend. And so it was really nice. I had Friday to Monday off. So I don't even remember like working. I just remember <laughs> enjoying my holiday. Nice. And yeah. Today we took um Kasha to the dog beach. It was the cutest thing I've ever experienced in my life. So she is not in um, off-leash dog yet because she's still kind of a baby. She's only six months old. And we are paranoid because we've never had a big dog. So we feel like she's going to run away. But she was really, really obsessed with her Frisbee. And all she wanted to do was us throw the Frisbee for her. And she would just go chase it in the water. And she'd come right back. And then just endless, just endless Frisbee. So I was like, okay, well, this is pretty easy. And so we tried off leash for a little bit and she didn't like run away when all these other dogs around her were like chasing one another. And she was just throw my Frisbee, please throw my Frisbee again, please. And that was so cute. (laughs) She's so cute. I'm like, I met this other dog this weekend. His name is Ziggy um, and he's a Cavapoo, like Cavalier King Charles, like you know that kind of dog like it's the spaniel yeah um mixed with a poodle and it was he was so cute and he was so good too he was just like totally off leash he's kind of a medium-sized dog like smaller than cashew right now um but he's older than cashew i think he's probably like two years old or like not a puppy but like still young um and he was so good off leash too like he was just running around forest park and while we were hanging out like um just like listening to music, having some snacks, drinking some beer. And uh, we also played this game called Cub. Have you played it before? No, I've never heard of it. It's like a yard game made with like wooden blocks. And it's kind of a like mix between like bowling and bocce. It was really fun. Um, if you guys are looking for a board game, definitely get that. And then, oh, speaking of games, my friend recommended this game to me and it sounds so fun I just thought of it because we're talking about games and I have to tell you because um it's similar to a game that we both really liked growing up called spoons you remember spoons yeah I love spoons and you remember like we would play at the pool and we would throw the spoons in the pool and you'd have to like jump in the pool and like get the spoons and bring them back I don't think I remember that one I remember playing like in the house but we would hide the spoons in like different places everyone would hide one spoon in a a house we did it like that 
Yeah. And I remember doing it like in the pool too. And you have to like jump in the water and, and like dive down to get the spoons at the deep end. Um, so basically it's the same concept, but it's called throw, throw burrito. <laughs> oh, I heard of it. Yeah. So I haven't, I don't think I like fully played it, but like Maylee's sister Meg bought it and I think we played it one time, but we played like the mini version. We didn't play like the full game version. So I don't really remember how to play, but I just know that it comes with a really squishy burrito. Yeah. Our friend Nate, he's so funny. He's one of Kieran's co-residents. He's usually like very like bougie and refined. And he was just like, the burritos are so soft and squishy. (laughs) They are so soft and squishy. Um, can so confirm. basically it's the same thing as spoons and you try to get three of a kind but once you get three of a kind some of them are like command like they have instructions on the three of a kind so like if you get like uh war you put down your three of a kind and everyone else besides you is like in a war so you have to throw the burritos at each other and basically you want to hit another person and not get hit and whoever the last person is wins or whatever I don't I don't remember that part but there's war then there's duel which like you pick two people to duel and then they like take three steps apart and then turn around and throw the burritos at each other oh I do remember that (laughs) so cute there's another one I can't remember but that one you just like throw the burrito at the other person as fast as you can um so yeah, I really want to get that game because I really loved spoons when we were growing up. Um, and then what else was I going to say? I pretty much had same thing as you, like l- relaxing long weekend, hung out with friends a lot. I finally went thrifting. I went twice and I'm so obsessed to like everything costs from like $2 to $10. I'm just amazed. Like yeah, it's so cheap. Why have I been shopping at normal stores for so long? Yeah, like it's harder to find stuff and you might not get exactly what you want. But I think if you just go thrifting like every other weekend and stuff and pick out things that you like, you'll have stuff to wear for like any occasion pretty much. And you don't buy a lot every time you get like one or two things and it's literally like less than $10 every time. And I'm just like, wow, I'm never going to shop at a regular store again, unless it's for like some really specific occasion. Like I need to find a dress to wear to a wedding or like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I have to be better about thrifting, especially when I live in Philly. It's also kind of hard because everything's in the city and not in the city. Yeah, that's true. I have to drive. I tried out two of them. The one that's better is like maybe a a 15 to 20 minute drive, but I feel like that's really not that bad. Yeah, that's not bad for thrifting. I got this really cute pair of overalls. Let me show you. They're they're kind of small, so I might have to return them, but they're so cute. So I just want to show you. Like, look how cute. I'm interested to see what they look like on you. Did you get to try they it look on? Really, they look really cute on me. They're like um, kind of cropped bootleg cut. So it's like a jean that I would buy for myself regularly with just like the overall top on top. But they're kind of like too short because I have to put the straps over my shoulders. And so it like really pulls up. <laughs> up. It's like too tight. And then like it's a little tight on my butt. So I probably will have to return them, but they're so cute. Like you could you could probably fit them better like size wise, but they might be too short for you too because you're taller than me. But they're really cute. You could do like um just a strap on one side because I know a lot of people do they do that. Yeah I tried that. It's still really it's still like kind of tight. That's sad. 
I know. I, I tried like so many different methods. Like, oh, what if I just wear them with like the top down? Like, you know how some girls wear it like that, like just down, yeah. like just as pants pretty much. But I don't think I can pull that off. And I just look kind of like a farmer. So I'm not going to do that. Okay. Sad. Um, and the one location in Brentwood, which is like fancy suburbsy area, all their donations, you know, are coming from like rich white people so it's all like really cheap work good work clothes from like j crew and banana republic and stuff oh you have such good thrift stores it's so nice i'm ones. like okay i have like the cool store on olive for like more like casual cool finds and then i have the brentwood store for like cheap work clothes which i really need so yeah that was my weekend got some bubble tea with friends did some grocery shopping um we went to a friend's house for like yesterday for cookout and yard games. Yeah, it was good. Sounds like a nice relaxing July 4th weekend. Yeah, this is a perfect weekend to do book club episode because mm-hmm. I had plenty of time to read and I'm ready to discuss. Me too. So I hope everyone has been following along with us. But if not, um, you guys can just listen along to book club. Yeah, so um, we are currently reading Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner, um, and we have both read the first two chapters, and I don't know what our schedule is going to be, but I guess we could talk about that at the end. I think we're probably just going to do two chapters at a time and maybe mm-hmm. do every other week. Yeah, that club. good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what were your, like thoughts like what did you think it was going to be about because I had no idea what it was going to be about before I bought it like I didn't know the premise or anything at all I also had no idea because I didn't read anything about it I don't I was just like okay we're going to read this book because um you said like you heard it was good from somebody so I honestly thought that it was just going to be another one of those like fiction coming of age stories Mm-hmm. and it's actually a memoir and that's not what I was expecting even though it literally says a memoir on the cover I just wasn't paying attention <laughs> yeah it's kind of small on the cover yeah but um it's about like her life a little bit well at least like what I've gathered but um yeah what did you think it was going to be about um I knew that it was I don't I don't think I knew that it was going to be a memoir either. I think I had a similar thought like, oh, it's going to be Asian American girl coming of age fiction type writing. Um, But I'm honestly like really pleasantly surprised by it because usually I don't like nonfiction. Mm -hmm. And the few nonfiction books that I have read are all by like women authors that are like kind of about their lives. Like the I read... um, the Ali Wong one and I read I think the Amy Schumer one um like mostly like women comedians who are like funny and have lots of like little jokes throughout um and I really like those types of memoirs and like autobiography type books so I was like oh it's gonna be kind of like that but she's not a comedian or anything she's actually a, a musician I believe I also read the Ali Wong one because I think that you gave it to me after you were done with it. Yeah. yeah. And I also don't read a lot of nonfiction, but in a way, I don't 
I guess I didn't even really view the Ali Wong autobiography as like a nonfiction book. I was just yeah. like, oh, she's just a funny comedian and like this is her book. Because like you know how a lot of um celebrities. celebrities yeah, a lot of celebrities write books or autobiographies and I don't know. I guess I didn't really grip them into the nonfiction category in my mind just because like younger self me, when you go to the library, you're like, oh, nonfiction ones are like boring, really boring, like really <laughs> yeah. big, like encyclopedia. Like they're, they're about like of. history and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not like a fun book that's like by a comedian or just someone that's like kind of cool and yeah. wants to tell you about their life. Yeah. So I like once I started reading it I had that realization I was like oh, okay cool cool and I I really like it so far she has like such a good way of describing things especially food so if you're a foodie like highly recommend this book the way that she describes food is like so delicious like I'm like salivating as she's describing it yeah I think she's definitely good at that um I think that it takes me a little bit longer than you to like fully get into a book because I like it so far. I don't know if I'm overall like super captivated. Mm. Obviously, like I'm going to keep reading it and stuff, but um, I think it just takes me a little while to like fully connect to the protagonist of the story or like her in this case. And I understand a lot of it because like, she is also Asian American and she does have a similar background to us. Like, you know, you bond a lot with your mom through food, but she is also like half Asian. So it's mm-hmm. interesting for me to kind of hear about her half Asian side and um, how it's incorporated into this book because that's like, oh, that's kind of new for me. I don't, I don't really connect to that, but it's like interesting to hear about and how that connects to like, um, the fact that her mom was a lot more traditional Korean um, upbringing kind of mom. Mm-hmm. I think I relate to a lot too because she's an only child and a lot of her experiences are similar to like first child or like before the second child is born type things. Like her, the part where she's talking about how she wanted to impress her mom so much, she was like cleaning all the time. Mm-hmm. I like really felt that but not like in a way towards mom I felt that more towards dad um so I like really was like oh my gosh like that resonated a lot with me and then um the food stuff resonated in general with like both of our parents because both of our parents really loved to eat and she was like yeah like I realized that maybe I couldn't impress my mom through like the way that I was but the way that I was open and courageous about eating and trying foods um like I think the first thing she tried that her mom like she had this realization was when she ate like raw octopus with her mom yeah and her mom was like oh like that's so good you tried it you're such a good girl like you're so brave for trying the raw octopus and she was like it was so delicious and like getting that positive feedback from her mom and like she was just like oh this is the thing that will get me into my mom's like good graces or whatever Mm -hmm. and so then she was like yes like I'm gonna eat everything and whatever um so I thought that was really cute how she was saying my parents weren't the most like cultured or um rich like we couldn't have a lot of those kinds of experiences like living in the city and going to like museums and concerts and stuff but our palates and the foods that we ate like spanned pretty much the globe 
and that was like culture to us Mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's so nice like if I had to pick one thing to be cultured in it would for sure be food yeah I think I I would totally agree and I think that mom is also really good about introducing us to like a lot of different types of Asian cuisine not just like Taiwanese or Chinese cuisine because when she's describing all of this like Korean food I'm like oh my gosh it's so good Mm -hmm. and like um talking about the specific like Korean grapes that you get at H Mart where you don't eat the skin because like the skin is like kind of thick so you just like suck out the grape and then you spit (laughs) out the skin and I'm like I can like literally taste that grape in my mouth with Mm -hmm. that line that she writes Mm -hmm. yeah and like the way she described the jajangmyeon like chunky black bean sauce I was like Mm -hmm. dying I was like literally tasting it in my mouth like I'm so hungry (laughs) and I just like envision myself squeezing the sauce out of the packet if you buy buy the instant version and it's like so chunky and it's so good it's so good I feel like we should have um like some of the things in here that I haven't tried before like some of the Korean dishes I'm gonna ask Grace about them um to like find out like how I'm supposed to eat them and where I can get them and uh like we could try them out and then talk about them on the pod and the other crazy thing was I was literally reading and I was like oh she's at H Mart like I don't know what H Mart she's at whatever blah 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 I was just gonna say my was the H Mart that we go to I go to it that's the H Mart I go to right now it's the H Mart that's like two floors and the food court's on the second floor yeah, it's literally like 20 minutes from us because yeah. I was reading it and she said Elkins Park and I was like, well, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, that's my H Mart. Yeah, and she was like, it's like outside of Philly and it's like two floors and the food court is upstairs and it has like these restaurants in the food court. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, that's literally the H Mart I went to all throughout college. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, has such a special place in my heart even more. Like, just like Talking about H Mart, I already love H Mart. And then it was like literally the H Mart I went to in college. I was like, wow. I really wonder if either of us have gone there at the same time she has, but mm-hmm. we just like don't know her, obviously, or we yeah. didn't know what she looks like until like we see her photo in the little author section. But yeah. I'm sure we have because if she goes as much as she says she does, then we've definitely run into her. Yeah. I don't like think I've ever seen her like looking at her photo but people look really different in real life than their like little bio photos so I don't know but um the other thing that's kind of like more sad or deep to talk about was the fact that she was like the whole reason she's crying in H Mart is because her mom passed from cancer and being in H Mart brings back a lot of like memories of her and her mom like grocery shopping together or eating foods together and things like that and she's trying to like recreate those memories when she's shopping in H Mart and every little thing in the store kind of like reminds her of her mom so that's why she's crying in H Mart and it kind of made me think about like what how will I feel like when our parents die and I was like oh my god I do not want to think about that right now like did you have that thought when you were reading it or no? So I definitely did, and this is a little bit morbid because, like, mom and dad are still, like, very young and sprightly, and, um, (laughs) like, they have good genes since, like, dad's parents are still, like, alive, and grandpa is, like, in his mid to late 90s, I think. He's in his late 90s, I think. 
I think so as well. And then on my mom's side, my grandma, I think she's all in her, she should be in her 80s at this point because I think she is. She had mom around like 20 something. So I think she should be in her 80s. But um, yeah, so sometimes it's like very morbid to think about. But um, I did have this period of time. I think it was during quarantine when I was at home and I was like, wow, I really need to have mom like teach me how to make all of these dishes because. Like, I need to be able to make them if mom's not around anymore. And I was like, wow, like, that's so morbid. Why are you, th- why are you thinking about this? Mom is so young. But, um, yeah, that was super odd to think about. But, yeah, at times I think that once we're older and mom and dad are no longer around, I think food is probably one of the biggest things that both of us will use to feel connected to them because mm. of, like, just how big our food culture was and, I know all the things that like our dad's like secret go-to items when mom isn't around (laughs) because like if I go home and mom's like in Texas or California visiting um, one of the IEs and dad's like, oh my God, look at what this, what I bought from, from the Asian food market. And he'll make me like this, like really random thing that he just like secretly discovered being at home and he's like, eat it. It's so good. And then he likes (laughs) send me along my way with like a bunch more like I think I still have one of his things his most recent one that he discovered um at least that I'm aware of he got these like self-heating noodles do you know what those are self-heating so it's this plastic carton it just like doesn't seem great with all the toxic fumes um from plastic but like it's fine it's like very once in a while anyways it's like this plastic container And you fill it with cold water Uh and then there's like a bottom tray and you, it has like one, you know, like those heat things that you, we use from like skiing, like the hand warmers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those, but it's like more concentrated, I guess, to last a longer time. So you put like a small layer of cold water on that as well and just cover the packet. Then on the top one, you like stack it on top. You put the noodles inside, you put the, you put the water and you put like, whatever soup base um, they have and they just cover it with the lid and you wait like 15 to 20 minutes and it like boils and everything and then you just open it and it's ready like it's ready oh it's crazy crazy that's obsessed with it wow isn't that the most perfect thing to take skiing yeah that's so convenient or like on the plane or like to six flags because <laughs> i'm not trying to pay like 15 dollars for like six you guys let me tenders. just tell us what we used to do at six flags we used to pack like one million sandwiches put them in a cooler and leave them in the trunk of our car and then we would we would leave the six flags around lunchtime eat all the sandwiches in the parking lot and then go back into the six flags it was great you guys we were yeah, living life like, Everyone else was like in the food court, like eating their little chicken fingers with their little lemonade. And I always wanted it so bad, but it was fine. I feel like I didn't complain about it that much because like all of our friends that came with us were all going out with us to the parking lot to eat sandwiches. So there was no like jealousy on the part of friends. So it was fine. But yeah, I've never eaten like food from Six Flags, like the sold food ever. I have never eaten the food until... I started hanging out with Krishna because he is the type to 
eat at the the food courts. So now we eat at the food courts. It's crazy. Like I, I used to never, I'm always like, we pack food and then we go to the car and we eat it and then we go back. And that's the same thing for like skiing. Um, in the beginning when we would go skiing, I would always like make a giant vat of chili and mom would borrow um a special pot from like one of her friends it's like the one the ones where you put it in this like extra ice insulated pot so that the chili would just stay hot the whole day Mm -hmm. in the insulated Mm -hmm. pot so just bring that and chips and like bowls and then like we would all just eat that at the ski lodge but now we just eat the ski lodge food (gasps) isn't that weird I've never eaten the ski lodge food. There's is it this, good? It's okay. Some places are surprisingly good. And I, honestly, I think the food is only getting better because um, maybe because of quarantine, outdoor activities are a lot more um, frequented than past in the past. So like now they have like food trucks. They have like wood wow. oven fired pizza. They have like, like taco trucks. It's crazy. I feel like also people care more about food these days. Yeah. I think everyone's a foodie. Yeah, for sure. There's this one ski lodge in um, Boston that watch you said they actually have a really delicious burger. Like I think about it more often than I feel like I should be thinking about a ski lodge <laughs> burger. It's they fried banana peppers. Oh yeah. And and this burger is maybe like eleven dollars, and oh it's God, so really good. big, and it comes with really good fries, like oh, really good fries. I'm so and hungry now. Honestly, these fried banana peppers on the burger are next level. It's so good. If anybody's so near there, please go and get it. It's Eat the burger delicious. Eat it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just. Now, like, going back to the book and, like, food stuff, I went to the Asian supermarket, I think it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday morning, and it was the one that I found when mom was visiting, and so we went together for the first time. So now I have, like, good memories of me and mom in this uh, Asian supermarket like exploring it and like finding like what I wanted to get and stuff so I took Kieran yesterday and it was really fun and they have like a little boba place in there and a little restaurant um, where you can get food like you know like the one in the place where super fresh used to be at home mm-hmm. how there's like a little food court yeah I have like a similar one kind of also like H Mart where it's like a grocery store with also a little food court but this one only has like one restaurant and they have the best dandamian ever and also they have my favorite eggplant dish i'm so happy it's called yushang chiezi and their version is like really delicious and so i got it there this time too and they also have this like spicy sour uh fish soup with like the mustard pickle that i really oh my like goodness i love all of those things yeah and kieran loves sour fish soup so i got it for him and he's like obsessed with it too all now <laughs> That's good. So, yeah, mom was like, "No, you can always go get groceries and then like buy a couple of dishes. Then you have to don't have to cook for like a day or two after you get groceries." Um, yeah, mom so always knows the places. Happy. Like, I love just oh. going to Chinatowns with her, and for her to just be like, "You should eat there. Eat at that one. That one will be good." I'm like, 
how do you just how know, you know? Mom? but then know? i also need to send her the menu so she can tell me what to get on the menu yeah i've like slowly been learning all the things that she knows that i like but i don't know the names of because mom and dad would always order for us whenever yeah. we would go out and so i would always like get the things that i love to eat but i don't know what they were called like i just learned finally like the yushang chizu like the name of that dish like now i finally know it and i like could order it when i went yesterday in chinese because yeah. <laughs> like whenever it's on the menu it's just like eggplant with garlic or like yeah. eggplant with pork or like fried eggplant but it's not fried it's like steamed i don't really know no like, but, like some of them i never are fried. know yeah, I never know which eggplant dish it is because there's always at least like two or three eggplant dishes on every like Chinese restaurant menu. And so I'm always scared of ordering the wrong one and being disappointed and not having it be the one that I want. So I was like, I have to learn it in Chinese so I know I will get the one that I want. Yeah, but they're all so delicious. Like literally all Asian eggplant dishes are amazing. Mm -hmm. And take it from me, I do not like American eggplant. Yeah. Growing up, I just hated all eggplant, and then I yeah. ate the Chinese eggplant. And I'm like, oh, this is it's like very danger. different from what you guys would imagine to be an eggplant dish. Like, it's not like Mediterranean or like that kind of eggplant either. Like how they like just like roast it in the oven, and it's not like eggplant parm where they like just put panko on it. It's like always drenched in delicious sauce and you eat it with rice and it's like hot and luscious oh my god i'm dying there's some in the fridge so i'm gonna I eat want it, it. This. <laughs> it's want so good it so bad now so um yeah overall this book so far is is very about food which we're really excited about since we <laughs> yeah. love reading about food um it's gonna make us like hopefully we don't gain too much weight just reading this book because after every ep- every um chapter we're chapter. just gonna like eat food I know. I, there's no H Mart here and it makes me really sad. I think that's one of my big things is that I need to live near an Asian food market wherever I end up because I think just food is really important to us, but Asian food is even more important to it's us. It's like so comforting to have for some reason. Yeah. Isn't like it? all of the dishes that you named from that place, just like all of them have such deep feelings connected to them, which mm-hmm. make it like I that's what I really connect to with Michelle in the book is like that is why she's crying in H Mart. And that's why she's at H Mart, like hoping to recreate the memories with her mom, because food just has such a deep um, emotion connected to it mm-hmm. with all the people that you love and the memories that you make surrounding all the good food that you eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, oh. we're going to read two more chapters um, for not the coming week, but the next week. So we'll put out um, maybe a little photo with our schedule of how we're going to read. So follow along. Um, we'll post on Instagram so you guys can reference it whenever you need to. And Jia has some exciting news to share with everybody. Yeah, but wait, I have one question about the book before okay. I talk about my Clobear. Um if you had to pick one dish that you were going to write about in your memoir that's like super meaningful to you, what would it be? Dumplings for sure. Oh my gosh, you know what I was going to pick? What? The mayonnaise shrimp with walnuts. <gasps> that's a good <laughs> one. That one is so good. That oh one gosh, is like yum. such a hilarious dish. Like It's so I hilarious. Don't, I don't know if I would really like order it now that much anymore but oh it was I would like, 
like yeah it's it's also delicious, no it's so good but like it has like all all the memories associated with that dish like mm-hmm. literally every time anything happened we would go to this restaurant and we always got that dish so it's like literally a, the dish yeah. of our life that's a great choice <laughs> I know, that right? one. okay and then my news is i adopted a cat she is so cute and I love her so much. I'm obsessed. I remember, I think last time on the pod, I told you guys that I was going to the shelter with my friend Patrick. Literally adopted her on that day. Like literally that day I got her, I met her and I just fell in love with her. And I was like, you are coming home with me. And she came home and she's so precious. She's literally the most precious little baby in the land. She's a still a kitten. So she's not actually like a full grown adult cat yet. But I'm sure you guys have seen her on all of our Instagrams respectfully because Instagram. we keep posting about her since she's just so adorable. I can't stop looking at her. I've like <laughs> FaceTime my sister too often just be like, let me just look at Chloe. Like <laughs> I just want to follow her on the house and see what she's doing. And just like, what yeah. is Chloe doing? Where is what she now? Is she doing? <laughs> what is she doing? Every day at so work cuddly. I'm just thinking about her and I'm just like, what is she doing right now? <laughs> That is how you know you're fully obsessed with your pet because every time I'm at work and Christian's at home, I just text him like, what is Cashy doing? What is Ravy Baby doing? Like, are they are they hanging out? Like, are they just doing their own thing? Like, what did you do today with them? And then he's just yeah. like, every day you need to ask. I'm like, I need to know about yes. my babies at all times. Every single day, yeah. I, like, Kieran was off one day and I was literally about to text him and be like, how's Clover doing? Like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys hanging out? Is she okay? Cause this was still like pretty early after she got here, like maybe the second day. So I was kind of nervous about, and like, I told him to like run the vacuum with her to see how she would do with the vacuum. And without even asking him, he just started sending me like a bunch of photos and videos of the two of them hanging out. And I was like, yep, he's also obsessed with her. (laughs) Thank goodness. We thought it would take a little bit of time for Kieran to warm up to her, but you know, she's just too cuddly and just oh if you just look at her paws you'll instantly be obsessed so we're happy that kieran has come to the side of clover the kitty um was such a necessary addition to the home yes so necessary he was like the other day he was like honestly we could have gotten her earlier (laughs) well i guess it's good it worked out because you got clover and not like a different kitty a different one. you never know what kind of kitty you'll get and that's why we're also like happy with the timing that we got all mm-hmm. of our pets because like then we would have different pets and yeah she's so great for anyone who's like not sure if they should get a cat or not and we're kind of like on the fence like I was I just like highly highly recommend clover's only three months old but she, because I got her from the shelter, I think specifically, like, I guess she learned from all the other cats. So like, I didn't have to train her at all. The first night she found the litter box and used it perfectly fine. No issues. She's so clean. Like she's so low maintenance and easy to take care of. And like, we've had zero issues with her. So if you're just thinking about her on the fence, highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Agree. I think that People don't realize that they can be cat people until they have a cat. And then I also love spreading the joy of cats to people because I think cats just have a bad stigma in general. Like, yeah, they have a bad reputation. Mm-hmm, they do, but they're just 
so precious like I'm just looking yeah. at my little raven right now and she's just snoozing and she likes to be upside down which I think is the <laughs> cutest thing ever so she so just cute. puts her head over the side of her cat tree and just like <laughs> like it's I love her she's so soft yeah Clover is oh she's so friendly so snuggly she's basically like I, I don't want to say she's like a mini dog because I feel like whenever someone has a cat that's like basically not really standoffish or like scratchy and mean they're like oh yeah my dog's basically I mean my cat's basically a dog and like she's not a dog like she has certain traits that are more dog-like like she's more social and she'll like follow you around and like lick you and stuff like how a dog would but um you kind of get the perks of having like that companion animal without like I don't have to um like take her out and walk her a lot and like deal with like potty training her and like her making a mess around the house or like biting things or like you know peeing everywhere like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so cats are great yeah She's we great. stand cats. We stand cats. I'm converted cat lover. I really <coughs> thought I was a dog person only, but love Clover so much. Highly recommend. Highly, highly, highly recommend, guys. I can't say it enough. 10 out of 10. Okay. Anyway, I think that's it for the pod. Everyone go out, adopt a cat. There's so many in the shelters right now. It's summer, so it's kitten season. Um, get yourself a love bug. But be responsible about it. Make sure you can take care of them before you adopt a love bug yes um <laughs> you can find us on all the things at a tofu house and um at gmail.com as well you can send us a voicemail the link is in the show notes we haven't gotten one in a while we want to hear your voices oh shout out to avery who is starting a podcast with her friend um we are here to support you and we're so excited for your podcast to come out. Um, and what else you can also support us. The link is also going to be in the show notes. We would appreciate it, but obviously not necessary. We're just really happy that you guys listen to us every week. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything. Bye. Bye. Bye.